Welcome to the Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. And here are your hosts, AC Insiders, Danny Blanford and Vance McCullough. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the first AC Insider Podcast of the 2024 fishing season. Uh, the AC Insider Podcast is brought to you by Sportsman's Warehouse, Ranger Boats, Mercury Marine, and our friends that rely on lithium batteries provide the juice. I'm your host, Danny Blanford. With me, the other host, co-host Vance McCullough, and we are catching back up after the holidays. Vance, how'd it go for you, man? Oh, it was great. Good time uh, spent with the family. Always enjoy that. You know, just had a low-key stay at home and... Uh, Breakfast one place, lunch the other, dinner the other, all within six hours. You know, one of those deals. So <laughs> I don't need to eat until the new year. <laughs> I understand, man. We did a little bit of that at mine as well. You know, I'm I'm real fortunate. My in-laws have a nice pond right outside their door. And it's like, I don't know, five yards from the front porch. And uh, every year I get to go out there and I'll do some visiting. And then I'll go make a lap around the pond. And then I'll come back in and do some visiting and some eating and that kind of thing. And I've been playing with a new bait for quite some time uh, that I've been kind of working on and designing and I took it out to the pond and dude, I smoked, got to smoke some fish over Christmas Eve, uh, caught a six pounder to end the year. So pretty excited about that. Uh, the it was uh, actually the secret lure. Yeah. It was secret lure, uh, okay. yet to be, re yet to be released. Something I've been playing with, dude, I've actually been sitting on this thing for probably 18 months. And there were some things about it that I loved and some things about it that I didn't love. Uh, where, I, where it really excelled was with uh, an open 90-degree jig head. And, you know, uh, if you go back 18, 24 months ago, a 90-degree jig head with an open hook was kind of, we weren't there yet, right? I mean, forward-facing sonar was kind of... It was there yeah. and there were some guys exploiting it, but most people still preferred, you know, either a text posed or that kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. I've been, it's kind of a weird deal because I've been sitting on this thinking maybe people wouldn't like it because of some of that. And then, you know, lo and behold, 2023 is the year of the 90 degree jig head bend, in my opinion. And so go vertical, are we going vertical with this? That was why it's got a 90 degree talent. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, you know, we don't do a ton of vertical stuff in what we do. Um, so we've always been 60 degree heads in like, you know, the stupid yeah. tube and things like that. Um, and this thing on a 60 degree head that we already make did some cool stuff. But on a 90 degree head, yes, to your point, it, it excels at, you know, more like a moping or a mid strolling technique. Yeah. And uh, now with forward facing sonar, you know, we can target those fish a little better. And I think I got something that they just, they don't see very often. And anyways, I got off a tangent there, but yeah, I took it to the farm pond, <laughs> did some mid strolling in 45 degree water and absolutely drilled them. And uh, this is the second time now I've gone out and done that in the cold water with it. So anyways, I got a Christmas gift on a cool fish, wasn't intended to plug my side gig, but yeah, working on some stuff for that mid technique, you know, that mid strolling, mid water, forward facing sonar technique with a, a soft plastic bait and a jig head, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that. But yeah, I got out in the weeds, but I'm excited, man. That was Santa brought me a big one on a bait that I made that I've been tinkering with for a long time. So that was, that was super cool. At the end of the day, I'm a bait junkie, regardless of what job I'm holding, I'm, I'm still a bait junkie. So um, man, there's something cool about going from an idea to, you know, a prototype to 
something that you start screwing around with and then see it start producing. Now, that's got to be very rewarding to catch a fish on something. You didn't go buy. You, you concepted it and developed it yourself. And that's got to be the neatest part about owning or being, being a guy over there, secret lure, being part of the secret lures, uh, magic sauce over there. Uh, yeah. It's got to be a lot of fun. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of scary because when you prototype, you get into some money, you know, but not, not huge money because you're dealing with a single cavity thing. But when you decide that you're done with your prototype and then you have your production mold made, you drop some coin. And ironically, I've had this production mold done for a long time. And it just, anyways, it's just kind of a weird thing. And to your point, yes, it's awesome to make baits. There's a little bit of anxiety that comes with it too, because, you know, once you go cutting that stuff and see and see when you're a small company, you know, you throw down a lot of coin, you make a big commitment, you go cut that block of metal and, and it is what it is, right? You can't go in and tinker with it a whole lot without just starting over and cutting more metal. So um, I think I was ahead of my time with the product and maybe everything's kind of caught back up to with me for where maybe 24 will be a year that uh, we'll turn that out to the masses and I'll quit playing with it. Or at this point, I've kind of already absorbed all the costs. Maybe I'll just play with it myself for another year or two. You yeah, know? Make some money on it, man. All right. Keep it to yourself for a while. Keep really keep it a secret. Legit secret. That, that's right. Well, enough about my, my dabble in there. You know, it's first one of the year. It's 2024-ish. Uh, I guess when this drops, it'll be Tuesday, January 2nd, if I'm thinking right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, for me, fishing still feels a little remote. We got a lot of guys around me here around the dam that are absolutely whacking the sauger or saw guy. Are you familiar with a sauger or a saw guy? Man, I wouldn't know one if it bit me. <laughs> well, you would because they got teeth. Um, think walleye. <laughs> it, it's it's the closest yeah. thing to a freshwater walleye that we have. They're typically a little smaller, uh, real dark mottled black spots on them. You know, like a flathead catfish where you get those big uh -huh. black blotches. Think walleye with big black blotches. Uh, they, they get up two to three pounds or so, uh, but they are a cold water spawner and migrator. And all along the river this time of year below the dams, you can find them starting to group up and, and, you know, they spray spawn like walleye. So they'll get around your dam bulkheads and little eddies on current, you know, sand flats and stuff below the dam. And, uh, I live right by the dam. So I drive by it every day, man. And they're up there hammering on them. I bet there were 20 boats. Good in the yeah. They're great Good eating fish. If you eat fish out, if you eat fish out of Ohio, I guess it's some of the best. But I've talked to Holly about this. I'm like, dude, we need to go catch yep. a mess of them. And she's like, nope. She said, if they if they <laughs> restrict how much you can eat, she wants no part of it, and it's probably a decent yeah. set of rules. But anyways, uh, sauger are biting and running like crazy up here, and that's about all I've been thinking about. I haven't been doing it, but I went over to AnglishChannel.com, took a look at the website, and looked at the schedule, man. 50 bass tournaments scheduled already for the month of January on the website. Cool, cool. And we're going to have a charity event down here that I just caught wind of in Palatka. You know, we do the big Wilson tournament every May for the uh, Children's mm -hmm. Hospital. And it's going to have like a, I believe it was Make-A-Wish that's doing a tournament in March, March 9th. So anybody that wants to be down here in Florida or lives down here in striking distance, that'd be a good reason to go fish the St. John's River with a chance to make back your gas money, travel money, a little bit of, you know, take mama to dinner money and for a great cause. And I'm sure we'll put that on the uh, calendar very soon as well. We list yeah, you know, more tournaments than anybody. So, Hey, if you want to know where, yeah. what's happening in the tournament world calendar, man, check on that. Uh, David, David keeps our, our calendar popping over there, man. 
Yeah, I was playing with it today. You know, you can do it in a list format where you can see upcoming events kind of chronologically, but then there's also the calendar feature where you can actually throw up something that looks like a, a Google calendar and see by day and weekend. And obviously most of the action is down your way, but in looking at it, man, I saw, you know, uh, an early season. Where did it go here? There's BFL in the Gator division coming your way already. There's a BFL in thought there was a Texas BFL I had seen already. MLF college fishing events going on right at the beginning of the year. So, oh yeah. Uh, you know, in January, one one thing I saw in January too, where did that one go? Cuz I think this one would excite you. Bill Lewis Open uh hmm. January 21st is what I'm showing. So, uh didn't Where's get that on that. Uh I would have to dig a little deeper. Let me click on it and see if it tells me where we're going. Yep, it does. Umphrey Family Pavilion at Sam Rayburn Reservoir. Okay. So, on Rayburn. That makes sense. They'll be throwing a lot of red rattle traps in that one. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I saw some BFL stuff going on over there early as well. So, I mean, it's fishing season over there. And then, uh, of course, yeah. the, the bass guys are going there in, what, February. So, mm -hmm. yeah, going there in February, coming to see us in April. I love it. I love the way they flip that. Because we always get these darn cold fronts when they come down here, and you never really see what these places can produce. And to me, April in the North Florida, especially where I live, April is prime month. You know, everybody jumps the gun way too early down here. Yeah, you know, dad came. Dad came down and been fishing in November and December, and it just seems to start to be picking up for him over on the Big O. Yeah. He sent me a couple fish pictures this past weekend. They had a couple good ones, and. Uh, he's not a, a a big old expert by any means, so I'm sure there's people that are on on better wads than what he is, but they're slowly figuring it out. I think this is like their third winter down there. Well, now you talk about some good eating fish. Now, right now it's crappie. We call them special mm -hmm. perch here, the whole state, and Okeechobee kind of leads the parade on that one. That's a great, great place to go out and catch you fifty or so of them, and we have you a good old fish fry. Those pontoon barges down there, I've seen them at the mouth of the yep. semi where it dumps in. And I, we went down mm -hmm. and fished with dad one day, and you could tell where the channel was because there were freaking pontoon barges just <laughs> lined along it. Looked like giant yeah. spider rigs and all that stuff. You know, as far as yeah. bass stuff coming up, I know you've kind of stayed in touch with who's in and who's out. You got a few people you're excited about for the season ahead. Uh, yeah. What are you thinking out there? Well, you know, it's sad to see some of the – if there was a Mount Rushmore bass fishing, would Larry Nixon not be on it? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's sad to see Nixon and Fritz and some of those guys uh, retiring, right? But we're mm -hmm. always excited about the new blood that's coming up. And it's a new year. It's 2024. And I'm excited, man, to see uh, Nick Hatfield. I got on the water with him a couple months ago. He'll be a, a BPT guy, just qualified for that. Great with his electronics. <clears throat> this blue collar that he gets. By the way – he is related to the old Hatfields of the Hatfield and McCoy fame. He's directly related <laughs> That's to in my neck so I, of the woods. Yeah. I asked him, I was like, hey, if some guy named McCoy shows up on the trail, you feel like you're going to have to fight him? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to represent him. I'm going to have to beat him down, you know. So, But, uh, no, Nick will be fun to watch. And I tell you, on the Elite Series, Ben Milliken has just a ton of uh, buzz already because he, you know, everybody fusses about the YouTube thing and all these YouTubers. Well, there's a YouTuber. That jumped in the opens, qualified mm -hmm. for the elite series. How much fun is that going to be to watch that guy compete? Because he's got the chops, buddy. That guy can do it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And definitely a different set. You know, and the one thing people can bash on the YouTubers all they want, but 
I haven't looked at his numbers recently, but I'm thinking it's in excess of a half a million subscribers, maybe maybe way more by now. I don't know. But, uh, you know, that audience, he's going to take that with him over to Bass. Right. Yeah. And and there's some yeah. inherent value in anglers that can bring an audience because I'm not saying every one of, of all those people, none of them have ever heard of Bass. But because of the relationship he built with his followers by going to Bass, they are going to benefit from that. You know, there was an article. Did you happen to see the uh, Ish Monroe article over on Bassmasters? I saw a little something out of Ish. I saw it on the social media talking about the winders and all of that and, and having a positive mental attitude. Ish is a mentally tough guy. I've always enjoyed oh, yeah. fishing with him. He's mentally tough like that. You know, being, being kind of a football coach, I, I love that about the guy. And he's more of a glass half full kind of guy. And Ben's been that way. Ben Milliken has been very vocal lately about there's always going to be whiners. There's always going to be, you know what I mean, the guys that are complaining. But, man, look, there's a lot to be excited about. And embrace this going forward. Embrace the change. Roll with it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see see how that 2024 shapes up for some of these new guys. Yeah, I think Ish's thing, you know, he just called a spade a spade. And he's like, look, dude, yeah, you got to catch him and you got to work your ass off and you got to produce and you got to sell product. And and nobody said it was fair. You know, nobody ever said it was going to be just about being able to catch him. And and he kind of called yeah. that out. And I, I thought it was cool. Um, you know, I know been in the industry a long time and Ish is a hardworking dude. I've seen him fly from one event to the next. I've helped coordinate some travel with him at a college championship be, because he was literally leaving one function to arrive at another function before heading out to another one, you know, so that didn't have anything to do with fishing. That was just hustle and grind and, and the dude can do it. And so I think he's in a fair spot to, to throw some shade at them guys and mm -hmm. uh, 24 shaping up to be interesting shots fired, man. And, and pretty soon there's going to be cast made. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we're all just kind of like sitting on go ready for that. Right. <laughs> yeah. 50 tournaments, man, they're going to be launching them this week. So, uh, you know, as far as tournaments, you got us hooked up with a, an interesting guest and kind of got a little backstory on some of what's going on. You want to drop the dimes on on who's coming on to join us today? Yeah. Um, a gentleman I've worked with before as a freelance writer in the industry. I've written for Bass Angler Magazine a few times. I'll be sending some more stuff. We we're talking about that last night, Mark and I were. Mark Lassane, who started out with a calendar, you know, out west of, of bass tournaments. And that turned into Bass Angler Magazine. And he's a media guy. Well, one of the biggest bass trails out west, Wild West Bass, I think it was last year, folded, went under, and he bought that and named it the Bass Angler Magazine Trail. So this is his first foray as a tournament director. And I think maybe you could give him some pointers or heads up. <laughs> yeah, right. And I told him, I told him you, you got some experience in that, that realm. And he's like, yeah, I'm a media guy, man. It's a uh, New exciting thing for Mark. So 2024 is going to be very exciting for him. It's going to be a big learning curve. And we're going to talk to him about that. What? Yeah, apparently, he's lining up sponsors left and right. Guys are participating. It sounds like he's off to a roaring start already. Well, I think he's in an area that there's a need for it. The sponsors need rep representation out there because there's a contingent of people that fish. And it's always been fractured. As you know, I worked out in that space early in my career. And I always found it really confusing as a Midwestern bass guy uh, to handle California, Arizona, Nevada, some of those states and, and learn their bass thing. Totally different animal. I mean, even the person who does it is different than the guy who does it where I'm at. So looking forward to talking with Mark. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, uh, get a few words from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will be talking Bass Angler Magazine and the West Coast's new BAM Tournament Trail. Stick around. This is going to be a good one. 
Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmans.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse, shop one of over 130 locations nationwide and growing. Since 1968, One Boat Company has stood as the gold standard for quality, performance, innovation, safety, and resale value. Ranger Boats. Ranger's passion for perfection is evident in every boat that leaves our facilities. Whether it's bound for lakes and rivers for fishing and fun, or targeting trophy tuna and blue water. Ceaseless innovation results in top-tier boats that have made Ranger the go-to for tournament anglers and weekenders alike. And the new Z521R and Z520R redefine what a premium bass boat can be. Ranger, still building legends, one at a time. This segment is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends, one at a time. All right, everybody, welcome back. Joining us today, Vance got us hooked up with the left coast, the west coast, and the man himself out there, Mr. Mark Lassane. And Mark, welcome to the show, man. What are you up to? Thanks, man. You know, I'm, I'm working on building this tournament circuit. In a in a in an interesting market, I might add. You it guys is, have been you know, it's been kind of fractured out there for a while. What are you what are you doing that's different? You know, I'm starting from a, a media standpoint. So I'm trying to do things a little different. You know, um we have a, a couple other circuits out here that that do okay, you know, Wild West. A lot of people know about the whole demise there that basically they ran out of money and they folded under. I bought all their stuff. So basically, I didn't buy their name or any of that. I just bought all their equipment and decided to and, do my. And they got to keep. They got to keep all their liabilities. You just got the stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't want any of those liabilities, so <laughs> or any of the the rumors or any of that other stuff that went with it. But uh, you know, coming from it from a media standpoint, I thought you know with them leaving, kind of left a hole in the in the West Coast here especially for the professional tours. So it, uh, for me, it left a hole in what I was doing because I was fishing their trail also. So, you know, I thought of it as, wow, this is a big hole and, you know, it should be nice if somebody filled it. And we went back and forth for several months and, you know, kind of came on, fell on all the equipment and got a pretty good deal on it and thought that would be the best, uh, best avenue forward. So you you mentioned you fished it, but it was probably also a source of content for the magazine, wasn't it? I mean, the magazine was that something that the magazine covered pretty regularly as well? Yeah, we did. We covered a lot of the Wild West events. They were an advertiser of ours, okay. um, and you know, we worked with several of their sponsors also. Talk to us a little bit about. Uh, I've got some tournament director experience. How easy is it for you to get stuff scheduled out there? You know, I know there's restrictions on when and where on some of the lakes, but as a tournament organization do you have to jump through extra hoops out west to to schedule events yeah you do um scheduling events was um you know this was my first year scheduling events so i've never done that before so you know i got some help from a couple other guys uh, a couple other tournament guys that have worked with you know wild west before 
So before I even, so we go to fishing game and there's a big meeting where we have like 25 people on a room and they put all the dates on calendars and we kind of duke it all out and, and figure out who's going to get what, where, um, you know, there's a lot of bartering and horse trading and things going on that, um, that help us, you know, schedule those events. And I want to make sure that I'm not right on top of like MLF or one bass or any of the other pro-ams out there. So it's, you know, there's a lot, a lot involved in the scheduling. One is, you know, making it angler friendly. So these guys have good lakes at a good time. Um, also, so I'm not on top of another tournament, so they don't have to choose, oh, do I fish them or do I fish you? Uh, you know, so I try to make it spread them out enough where they can do them all if they want to. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then I know. we have, uh, you know, then we have the Forest Service. So, so that's a federal organization. So if you did tournaments and dealt with a federal lake, you probably dealt with them where there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through. Um, and, and then there's Oregon where there's extra hoops there. You have to actually get endorsements from a couple of people, like from the local sheriff and then like a local park and rec. Then you can go to the Florida uh, uh, game and fish and get the permit. So it's, there's a lot of different ones, you know, we have all, and we have the state ones, you have to set up everything for the state and then lots of different fees that, you know, people come, you know, agencies come up with that we have to, you know, <laughs> abide by. Uh, so it's, it's been challenging to say the least. I would think so. And, you know, and for those that don't know, a lot of times, especially at the level of a pro-am and a lot of this stuff, I mean, all those fees per angler, per event, all those different things, you know, that goes into what affects payout for our, our listeners who don't understand how the tournament world works. But that's all before we ever cast the line. And, and Vance, this hits on something I was saying, you know, to be an angler or in Mark's case, a tournament director in the West because of the population and the limited number of places to do it. It's, it's a different guy than the guy, you know, down the street that fishes from you, I think. Yeah. Like Brian Stahl doing the extreme bath down here in Florida. There's enough challenges as it is. I can't imagine the limited resources, you know what I mean? That's just to deal with sometimes, especially if the water levels are still down on some of the lakes out West and then all the, I mean, let's call them what they are taxes of some sort mm -hmm. or another, you know, anytime somebody's got some authority to do so, they're going to, levy some uh some kind of tax on you make some money so you got all these fees and as an angler you know you go sign up and you pay these entry fees and you think man why aren't we getting more money back right we just talked about a lot of the guys that gripe and like to gripe about everything in the world there's a lot we don't understand if we've never done this so from my side of the desk i had no idea never really thought about so much you know especially out west i guess mark there's probably a lot more fees and whatnot than what we have over here on in the east i guess it's where the, the culture is more friendly to tournaments over here. And I think maybe you're swimming upstream against a, a stronger current out west. And man, I just admire, um, you know, your tenacity in doing that. And I know that the guys out there really appreciate you picking up this, uh, you know, picking up the baton and carrying it forward, this tournament trail being there to serve them. You know, Vance hit on something, Mark. Talk about, I know the we talked about drought stuff for a while when, when we talk on the podcast, not living in your world, you know, we, oh, the lakes are low, the lakes are low. And then you guys got all this rain in the past year or two, uh, I guess in the past 12 months, really. What's that going to do for fishing out your guys' way? You know, it's it's funny. Fishing, uh, the lakes are pretty full and it rained yesterday. Um, so I think we're going to, the lake levels are going to be good this year. 
Funny thing is, is that they've been down for like six, seven years mm -hmm. and now they filled up and so many of the lakes, the fishing is really bad. It's like because of all the cover. It's, you know, I don't know if it's chemicals that wash down in the water. We had a lot of fires here, so there's a lot of fire retardant in the water. I mm. don't know if that affected them. I don't know if it's from agriculture. You know, we got all the rain and we got a lot of, a lot of water washing down. So I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm going to say most of the lakes, um, you know, fishing has been tough. Clear Lake, now on the other hand, has been really good. Delta's been tough. Berryessa has been tough. Lake Shasta. Lake Shasta is a place where you can usually go any day of the week and catch 50 fish. A bad day is 20 or 30. And this year, like I, I went there in the summer and you could barely catch four or five fish sometimes. Is so, there a lot more cover everywhere? I mean, did, did stuff grow up while they were down or did it just stay rocking? It, it, some of it, there's some of it did, you know, some of the covers down and now in 30 or 40 feet deep. Um, you know, there was a lot of grass, so it was kind of, it was, it was weird, not like, you know, underwater grass, like right. grass, you like, <laughs> like, you know, hayfields, like grass, <laughs> grass and weeds. Right. Um, so that was kind of weird. And that was kind of made a slimy mess for a little while. Mm -hmm. That's all getting cleared up now. I'm thinking, you know, it kind of blows my mind with guys that was talking about throwing a spinner bait. It sounds like Mark, y'all got the conditions for it this year. Is that going to be the big surprise comeback lure this year out there or what, uh? It might, you know, it might something. be a spinnerbait's not a bad lure. So, you know, it's I think it's one of those things that's going to have its time, you know, like a chatterbait's been really good. And, you know, we turn around and uh, and then start using a spinnerbait. There's been a good spinnerbait bite, you know, off and on. So a lot of the lakes. No, I'm just saying it always kind of blows my mind with guys out there talk about these lakes and you see them. It looks like they're fishing on the moon. And even back when Rick Clum was winning the U.S. Open out there years ago, Talking about the spinnerbait bite, you know, I guess you have to have some wind, but that's always been interesting to me because you think it's just all a drop shot and whatever, but y'all get the power fish a little bit out there sometimes, it sounds like out west. I really enjoy power fishing, and I'm going to tell you that, you know, Shasta, Oroville, some of these clear water lakes, you can throw a spinnerbait even when it's flat, calm, and water's clear, you know, bluebird day, the fish will still come up and bite a spinnerbait, especially those Spotted bass. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I wanted to hear a little bit about market. So you've got a pro tour now, and then you do pro-am. Talk to us a little bit about the anglers that you serve out west. For some of us guys back east, I mean, who is the bass angler out there? How popular is am versus pro? Just kind of help us get inside who your customer is. You know, yeah, the customer's not as uh, um, deep as it is back east. You know, uh, you know, when you go back east, it's, you know, every fifth house has a bass boat. Mm -hmm. And here it's every, you know, 1,000 or 2,000 houses, there's a bass boat. Of course, we have a lot of people here, but there's a lot fewer anglers. So we have, uh, you know, there's fewer anglers out here. You know, I mean, there's still probably, you know, 1,000 boaters out here that can fish events. So our pro tour, I'm going after um, guys that really want to uh, excel in the industry. We're providing a good media platform, good payback platform. Um, you know, and things that uh, hopefully, you know, to build this up to the point where um, they'll have really a professional tour out here on the West Coast. Right. And with the platform, for those who don't know, 
Mark's got the magazine and Mark, you're going to be doing some video stuff and, and doing, you know, that side of it as well. I'm assuming social and all those. We are. Yeah. We're going to cover it in the magazine. Um, you know, we're going to cover with press releases, social media. Um, we're going to do videos. We're going to do a video one hour show for the pro tours. Um, you know, the pro-ams will do a lot of video at the pro-ams, uh, but they're going to be more like short, uh, some short things recaps um you know angler um interpretation of what happened what the bite's mm -hmm. gonna be um th things like that gotcha and you know so as far as how many events are we talking i'm having a, 11 professional events so it's we're having five pro tour events and there are no amateurs or there are no amateurs in the pro tour or no amateurs in those right just okay. pro only and then we're going to have uh, six pro-am events where we have a pro and a co-angler. Gotcha. What was, uh, so you did the pro-am last year. Did you guys get to see a lot of big fish? Like what, what kind of tournament bags does it take? I know it varies by lake and condition, but when we think California, sometimes we think, you know, mega bags. But when I look at some of the results, it's not always the case. You, you know, like Lake Shasta is, is a lake that has, um, you know, it has some big giant ones in it. But generally, guys are catching spotted bass that are one to two and a half pounds. Okay. So they're, uh, you know, a good tournament bag at Lake Shasta is uh, 11, 12 pounds. A lot of times a guy's going to win with, you know, 11 pounds a day. Man, uh, those are Lake my kind Orville, of Lake Orville similar. Um, then you head to the Delta, where the Delta's been so up and down uh, lately. But, you know, a guy can catch a 30-pound bag there. No, they're, they're Vance's numbers. What's that? I said, those the 11-pound bags, That's what that, those are Danny numbers, and the 30-pound bags, those are Vance numbers. So we can both yeah. identify with that. But, but <laughs> you're within the same state. So, yeah, we have a, you know, it's a pretty diverse fishery. We have, you know, Clear Lake and the Delta, where there's big giant ones. Um, you know, down in Southern California, you know, swim bait guys, they'll, they'll catch some big ones. But most of those guys are, when you see them, you know, with the, 12, 13, 15 pounders, but those guys are generally throwing big swim baits and they're fishing for one fish or two fish a day. Uh, so not really a tournament bag. Right. When I think about the tournament requirements of a director, how far apart are your two farthest events? Because you're going up into what? Washington State? We are, yep. So we're going to, we're from or, um, Arizona, Lake Roosevelt to up in Oregon at uh the boardman pool so uh fortunately those are you know a few months apart uh we're going you know we're going to oregon in the summertime uh we're going to roosevelt in the springtime most of the events are around northern california so not not too far to haul our traveling circus you know we have mm -hmm. uh yeah you know a lot of what i'm doing is really to put on a professional tour you know we've all seen you know, the small weekend thing where you show up with a cash box and a chair and a spreadsheet and, uh, you know, and you put on an event with that and a scale. But, you know, I have a big release boat where it's a, I have a 28 foot release boat that holds a lot of fish. Um, then we have a release trailer, or a show trailer that's all wrapped. Everything is all wrapped. And then I have a release boat. And then we have all the things that go with it, all the graphics, the stage. I have a MC camera crew so re i'm really working on doing it right 
Um, you know, fortunately, I'm in the media business, so I understand um, how to derive uh, at the media. So, like, our social media is really off the hook now. I'm probably around a million impressions a month on just our Facebook site. Oh, plug out there. How do we find you on social? What are, what are your different handles and what platforms can we find you on? Uh, Bass Angler Mag on Instagram, uh, Bass Angler Magazine on Facebook, uh, the BAM Trail, or it's bamtrail.com for the circuit, bassanglermag.com for our website. Vance, think about being a tournament angler and looking at your calendar and knowing you got to go from Oregon to Arizona over the course of the season. That's what I mean about it's a different dude. Mm -hmm. Well, that and the diversity of techniques and styles that you may need uh, in order to be more than just an also ran. I mean, you can go push your style of fishing anywhere, right? But, uh, man, if you really want to be in the running, sounds like you need to be good with the drop shot, six-pound test line, and you need to be good maybe flipping a jig, throwing a big swim bait, frog. You, you need to kind of cover the whole gamut there, don't you, Mark? You all see all of those techniques coming. Probably more diversity, I would say, on your trail than what we're going to see on a lot of them that sort of follow, like you said, Bassmaster. They follow kind of the, the spawn almost. They follow the, the, right. the migration, the spring migration throughout the year. There's always some shallow fish. Y'all are in the same region throughout the year, very different lakes. Sounds like your anglers are probably very – well-versed in all the different styles of fishing. The guys that do well in the tournament are going to be very diverse, you know, from the spotted bass lake, Shasta and Oroville to the Delta where it's all largemouth, uh, you know, then the Columbia river where it's smallmouth river fishing, then back to clear Lake, you know, a natural Lake, um, you know, it's going to be drop shot, a punch to swim bait, top water, um, you know, and everything in between. It's a, uh, it should be fun. You know, I think we're going to all the lakes at the best time. We're going to Shasta, you know, the end of February, uh, where there can be a really great reaction bite. We're headed to Oroville in March, where there's usually a good crankbait, jerkbait bite. That's going to be a lot of fun. You know, and I thought about these when we laid these out, because forward-facing sonar plays a big part in so many tournaments. But the, the way that these are laid out, they can fish forward-facing sonar, but the fish are also going to be on the bank, where both on the pro-am, both the co and the pro are going to have a good chance at catching, you know, a lot of fish. Nice. Nice. And Danny, you know, Mark just mentioned the, the challenges that his anglers are going to face. Mark, I want to know, and, and you've got a good handle on this. You've thought about a lot of it, and you kind of got the tiger by the tail. Still, there have to be a couple of curveballs that have come up. What's the biggest challenge, biggest obstacle you've had to face yet that you didn't see coming? Uh, there's like hundreds of them, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like a new challenge every day. It's, uh, you know, it's, I, I'm going to say that I, I've done more meetings in the last six months than I've done my whole life. So we do a lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of presentations. You know, I'm getting I'm getting better at it, uh, mm -hmm. but not something I, I usually did. I'm going to say, you know, event planning is probably the biggest curveball. As if you're a tournament angler, you can go, well, why don't we just go to Okeechobee in November? Because the fishing's great. Well, maybe there's 16 other events on Okeechobee during that time and you can't get in there, right? Mm -hmm. Or, mm -hmm. 
you know, there's always a reason, you know, of why, but scheduling has been a, a huge curveball for mm -hmm. that. And then you, and you get the anglers. I, I have so many anglers that go, Hey, why don't you just go uh, here, uh, you know, in March or can you move this one to April? I'm like, mm -hmm. no, you can't just move. Can't just move an event. Brad takes <laughs> an act like of kindness and gone. Your vacation, yeah. you know, with, with your entire family and extended family. If you could think about that, you know, okay, we're going to go to Hawaii next year and we have to make sure that all 27 people can get that time off and go. Mm -hmm. And then the one uncle goes, well, can we move it a week? <laughs> you go, oh, we can't. Yeah. And now uncle's mm -hmm. mad at you. You're the, yeah. you're the, you're the bad guy now. Exactly. Uh, talk about, you know, I guess part of your meetings and stuff's been rounding up support. How is the industry response when i look at your website to me it looks like you've had good response does the industry see the need in the west i think so you know there's a good mm -hmm. there's a good market out here uh obviously you know like we talked about before the uh density of the market is not like it is back east but we have a lot more people so there's still a lot of people that are going to buy fish and tackle and boat and trucks and and all those things so the west is a good market it's a it's a difficult market for many people to break into, okay. so I think uh, um, I'm getting some attention there. Um, it, and it, it's tough, you know. I've never put on a bass tournament yet. I have yet to put on a bass tournament, and I have you know a really great support. You know, we have uh, you know Bob's Marine, uh, Power Pole, uh, Garmin is coming on board. We have Tackle Warehouse as our presenting sponsor. We have uh, Bass Boat Technologies is our title. Uh, you know, we really have a great host of companies. And, you know, a lot of it is they want to get out in the West. A, a lot of it is, uh, you know, they have confidence in me and what I'm doing. And I think also the deliverables that I'm, I'm providing. So I know from the media industry, that there's a lot of things that tournament circuits are not doing right the average circuit because yeah. think about it you go fish a tournament no matter almost unless you're talking about you know mpfl or bassmaster mlf um there's not a lot behind that tournament circuit for the, for the angler to promote themselves so not i mean Tournaments are fun. I like fishing little ones. I like fishing big ones. Um, but when you have when there's sponsors involved and those sponsors want to see exposure, they need that that circuit to provide them exposure. So that's where I come in. I can provide these guys a lot more exposure than they can get anywhere else. So if you think about uh, you know, the standard tournament, really, how many people know you win, you know, uh uh Rick Pierce from Basscat calls it the Joe Fruit Jar Tournament. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you know, you win Joe Fruit Jar Tournament. And how many people really know that you won that tournament? Obviously, the guys in the local community, um, you know, whoever's on their social media and on their website. So you're down to like a few hundred people, right? So we're working with local media, TV, newspaper, radio, right? my own, uh, you know, magazine, my own social media, my own website, um, and then also partnering with 
a, a lot of other companies, um, you know, that also get out to the bass fishing world. So when we send a release out, we're getting out to like about 100,000 anglers versus that few hundred that, you know, you got the exposure from when you won that little tournament. So even if you don't win one of my tournaments and we're giving you coverage, you're still getting out to a giant audience that uh, really will help, you know, support their sponsors. Right, right. Now you hit on something early on that we don't hear the word very often. And and Mark, I've been a tournament director and I've been a media guy and deliverables, you know, to, to call them deliverables, that is, that's when we have a marketing pitch, those are the things we check off as marketers, right? What what are we agreeing to for a price and what are our deliverables and do we do that? Um, you don't have very many people that cross deliverables and tournament directors and host cities together, you know, in that way. So uh, I commend you on that part. You know, one thing that jumped out at me is the way you're doing that. And when we talk about your market, and when I think Southern California, for example, I'm assuming you have a lot of anglers who have relationships with maybe local businesses that don't have anything to do with fishing. And now you're giving them a mechanism through the magazine, the social, and the video where maybe they can support ABC roofing or CNC towing or, or whatever other businesses maybe. I think you're giving a platform for those guys to get a, a non-endemic sponsor started in fishing. And I think that's a cool thing. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I realized that, you know, as fishermen, we all have our bad days, right? Not like I, the Toyota Series Championship, I was whacking them in practice and, and did a, had a horrible tournament. But there's a story behind almost every angler. And I want to work with not only the anglers that do well, but the guys in the middle of the field and the guys at the bottom. So I know we all need that exposure in order to, you know, garner sponsorship and increase our sponsorship. Um, you know, cause that's what it's all about. It's, uh, you know, sponsorship is all about how many people you influence and then all those people that you influence, they go buy something from your sponsor. They have more money. They can provide you more money. So it all, it all steamrolls uh down so yeah when i win my thursday nighters i can always count on my mom and my mother-in-law and my aunt like they're all really happy about my thursday nighters uh, <laughs> every time i put them on facebook but i'm not sure that i've sold them anything right so yeah <laughs> i get i get where you're coming from that amplification is huge and i think from your magazine standpoint you stand to benefit too because now i mean I think Vance and I are of the same school. We still love the smell of a magazine, right? We love to pick one up. We love mm -hmm. to feel one. And as an angler, seeing my face in one, I mean, Vance, you get to write. So you get to see yes. bylines in, in big name magazines. You see your name. Uh, as an yeah. angler, I don't, I don't get to see mine. So making a, a copy of Bass Angler magazine or having a middle of the tier guy featured in the magazine, I would think that'd be super cool. I would love to see that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that that's a big deal. So we can we can touch on magazine and magazine advertisement and, and things. It's it's so funny. I was reflecting on this with my ad guy the other day, and um, and we and uh, we have companies go. Yeah, we just want we want your digital side. We like what you're doing digitally, but uh, we really don't want to do anything in print. But but can you cover our product in your magazine? <laughs> I'm like, 
you want to cover the product in print, but you don't want to advertise in print. I don't get it. Right. Well, so it's, you know, I think that I still think that there's a place for print. I think there always will be. Obviously, you know, it's not like it was in like the 70s. Um, but we all like to see our, you know, our picture in a magazine and our, our bylines in there and things. Um, I, I think it's a, a tangible product. So and that's something that, I, you know, fortunately, I have that I already have established. Um, and now pairing the tournament circuit with that is a good synergy. Well, and I know from tournament directing that having a media component is super important to the anglers. And it's it's a very expensive thing that I don't think the anglers recognize what those demands cost. Right. To, to bring live coverage, to stream things, to do all that. And I'm assuming with your your networking and your relationships, you'll have the ability to maybe have some cost savings or or be efficient in that space because anglers do not give tournament organizations near enough credit for what is spent to put on the dance, right? And to make sure that dance is broadcast. And and I think you're coming in at that perspective with a with a little bit of an advantage, especially for the size of what you're trying to do. I I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think. Not only does Mark do the media end well, he knows that part of it. I think that's probably helped you, Mark, to sign up a lot of sponsors really quickly. I've noticed, and yeah, I'm following you on the social media and all that. It seems like every time I turn around, you got a new sponsor, new title sponsor, and uh, all that good stuff. How about the anglers? What What is the excitement level of the anglers? Are you retaining a lot of the guys that used to fish the trail before? Or are you able to recruit some new guys yet? Uh, what's your read on that? What's the participation going to be like? I've recruited some new ones, and, and it looks like the participation is really good. Um, you know, as you a, know, as an angler myself, I, I usually sign up for an event late. You know, I'm usually signing up, eh, not quite last minute, but, you know, pretty close. So we have, uh, you know, we have a pretty good field already established, but I'm going to say it's going to double or triple here in the next month. We're about a month and nice. a half away of having our first event. Yeah, that's exciting. And uh, kind of the theme today, Danny and I are talking about being excited about the upcoming year 2024. And there's a lot to be excited about. And I say, man, it's uh, you know, all the tournament trails, but especially what you've got going on out there, the Bass Angler Magazine tournament trail. And that's why I've told Danny, we got to have Mark on talk about this because you're doing big things and, and doing a great service to the, to the angling community out there at Westmark. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and I'll follow up with that and, and let our listeners know that Mark, you know, off air, we'll make sure we get all our contact stuff swapped, but we would love to be another outlet to help disseminate some of that information. I think what you guys are doing is cool. I think it'd be good for our listeners and viewers to kind of see, you know, it was kind of enlightening to me, right? When you talk about good tournament bags of 11 or 12 pounds and, and a lot of people don't think that way. So I think there'd be interesting content for us to showcase the results and some of these news things that are coming out. So we, on behalf of the Anglers Channel, we want to wish you a successful 2024, and we look forward to covering your events, man. Awesome. You know, one thing that we're going to do in these events, we're going to do angler tips. So we're going to do a lot of little, a lot, of, you know, like uh, like Bass Angler Magazine, we're all about how to. So I want to do a lot of little short, you know, 60-second tips on basically different techniques or, you know, about the, the waterway and, and things that will actually help anglers catch more fish. So that might be some good content we could send your way and uh, might be good Absolutely. for all the all the listeners out there. 
Absolutely. And we don't try to hoard the fishing content. We want people to get as much as they can get anywhere. So why, I tell you what, to close out, if people maybe are joining us late, go ahead and give them your, your social stuff so they can become a subscriber and a follower. We know how important those are. Yeah, we're on uh, Facebook, Bass Angler Magazine. Uh, our website, BassAnglerMag.com is for the magazine. Our tournament trail is BAMTrail.com. So those are three outlets that you can find us. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, Bass Angler Magazine, uh, Instagram, Bass Angler Mag. So we're out there. Uh, we're out there a lot, and I look forward to seeing you guys. Awesome. I, I'll follow well, you on Instagram. Instagram is Facebook for people that don't want to read, right? So I thought being a writer is kind of odd that I don't want to read, right? But I follow Mark on Instagram a lot, man. So they're doing a great job. Great Thank job you. on social media. Well, cool, guys. He gave the he gave you the deets. Give him a follow. Give him a like. Hit him up and check it out. And check out anglerschannel.com this year. We'll be bringing you some cover, coverage from the BAM Trail, keeping those results and schedules up to date. Stay tuned. Vance and I will wrap this one up. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Leaders in innovation and anglers at heart. Lose is founded on a rich heritage of building the best. 70 years of cutting-edge innovation with one goal in mind, to answer the call of passionate anglers who demand reliability, durability, and tournament-level performance. Delivering the best for you to perform at your best, on and off the water. This segment is brought to you by Rely on Lithium Batteries, the power to challenge your limits. Welcome back, everybody. Just finished up our interview with Mark Lassane. Vance, he's excited, and he's coming at it from a different direction for sure. Uh, I mentioned in, in our interview that I like hearing him talk about his deliverables, and it seems like he's very focused on making sure he delivers for the anglers and the sponsors. So, you know, going into yep. the first battle, that's the right mindset. We'll see if he can hang on to it. Uh, what do you say, 10 events, something like that, 11 events? Yeah, five uh, pro events and six pro ams, eleven total. And uh, Mark, with his experience in the industry, uh, he's the right guy to do that. He knows what he's doing. He's been, he's been a fisherman forever. Mm -hmm. He's been everything but a, but a tournament director. So he's got a good handle on what the anglers want, how to serve them, especially like you said, the media platform. Doing what we do over here on the mostly, and we are focused mostly on the east eastern half of the country more than anything. And uh, I think it'd be cool to get with Mark and, and get some of that news coming out of the West and see how those guys do things. It always mm -hmm. kind of expands my mind. I love to read about their patterns. Uh, it, it's just sort of, it's just good. It's kind of like algebra. You may never use it, but it's great to know and expand your mind. It's a, uh, right. It's a, it's a middle exercise. How are they catching fish out there in California? Right. So I'm, I'm looking forward to all of that, the, you know, information. Well, I thought it was interesting when we talked about a couple of the lakes, you know, I hit on it when we were talking to him, but they're out there grinding for 11 pound bags in California. I think that's going to help me mentally, 
right? When I'm here grinding for an 11 pound yeah. bag, I say, well, they do the same thing in California. In my mind, it's always 30 pound bags, right? You know, mm -hmm. as somebody who doesn't follow, and I, I say that kind of tongue in cheek because I know they've got grinders and tough lakes too, but, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. normally when I think the West, I think big bass and, and he's going to have a just regular tournament limits and stringers with the exception of, you know, a clear lake or a Delta event where they just land on them. So, well, you, and you always hear about the tip of the iceberg, the very rare big bag. And mm -hmm. I remember, I was, I was thinking since yesterday, I was thinking about when, when Bassmaster went out to Falcon Lake. Remember when Falcon was on fire and it was just, just unbelievable the way they're catching fish out there, multiple hundred pound, uh, you know, century built guys in one week. Somebody zeroed in that tournament. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. The Falcon when it was on fire and zeroed. And he's a professional bass fisherman. And you just, you just don't hear about that. You don't realize there's a ton of guys that caught 12 pounds a day on Falcon when it was on fire. And uh, I was amazed a few years ago, somebody pointed out how little it actually takes to be angler of the year on like the elite series or any, any of those. It was, it was something like between 14, more than 17 pounds a day, 17 to usually win most tournaments, but like 14 pounds a day would make you angler of the year. And it's a lot harder than it sounds like it would be just to do 14 a day. You know, oh, that'd yeah. make you a hero. If you do 14 mm -hmm. every day, you'd be a hero. And right. that's nice to add a little bit of the realism to it. We all get so caught up in the top line story and the guy that won. And like Mark said, I want to hear about the guy that came in the middle of the pack and, mm -hmm. and maybe missed it. You know what I mean? He learned something out there. You know what I'm saying? That guy, that guy can help you catch more fish. The guy that swerved when he shouldn't have or something. And he kind of, oh, mm -hmm. I get it now. You know, so I, I think there's a lot of, meat and a lot of value in that. I think Mark gets that. We're going to see some of that in some of his coverage. Uh, like he said, getting a good round view from a lot of the participants, not just the guy that wins. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a great niche out there. It's a clicky group from or years ago when I worked out there, it was clicky. And it, I feel like in looking through the social and what he's got going on, I mean, he's accepted in the click and, and doing good things from him. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of, you could tell that a lot of what he was doing is, filling what he felt like was a need for his angling community and his half of the country. So, uh, yeah, you know, starting out with a good perspective on it and coming from a good spot. So bass wishes to them, right? I hope they get them to your point about 14 pounds a day. If I weighed in 14 pounds, every time I fish down here, the storyline would be that Danny is cheating somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you said it didn't sound all that heroic. It sounds pretty heroic to me, but, you know, I think Mark's feat is going to be heroic, taking on 11 events, no tournament experience and, and bringing the media, but uh, coming at it from the right place. Look forward to covering some of that here on anglerschannel.com. And as far as business at hand, Vance, I'm just ready to get the new year started, man. You know, yeah. uh, won't be long. We'll have some tournament coverage. Last year, we took, stuck our toes in the water with Bass 365 as uh, an AC Insider partnership. And Ricky and his crew brought us some great coverage. And I'm looking forward to the year ahead. Uh, basically, if it doesn't have a co-angler in the boat, Ricky's going to be there covering it for professional bass fishing. And, uh, you know, he's going to have a ton of that stuff of his own. Obviously, we're just getting a small slice of that pie. But I want to encourage people uh, kind of like Mark was saying, you know, the the subscribe, the likes, and the followers are important. They're important to us here at Angler's Channel. So for those that don't know, we are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter, but we don't really tweet much anymore now that whatever. But anyways, the big ones, we're there. 
and we encourage everybody to check them out. We've got the web's number one resource for tournament bass fishing at anglerschannel.com. And uh, we got a couple knuckleheads here at the AC Insider podcast desk that love bass fishing. So if you love bass fishing the way we do, come along for the ride in 24. Vance, you got any big resolutions? No, man, it's just, uh, I figure if there's something wrong, well, I'll wait for January 1st to fix it, right? I need to pull my pants up whenever I realize I'm, 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 I'm sagging, right? So uh, I don't usually wait until January. You know, because January 1st comes around, we're setting the Christmas tree on fire and blasting off some fireworks and uh, uh, get up and go at it January you 2nd, need, right? You need a good pond to throw that Christmas tree and put burning them up. That's good fish cover. We we do we do have some uh I've got some brush piles out there I do I do make some brush piles now and then but you know my, my son he's twenty one and all the guys like to come over and party and so you know that's so there goes the Christmas trees big old bonfire I got a pile in my <laughs> I got a pile in my yard and a cousin that's like dude when are we going to torch that thing we need a good bonfire this yeah. winter so I understand that and uh, yeah. I think my resolution might be to start picking up my pants when I know they're sagging I think you dropped the wisdom there. <laughs> <laughs> Quit, quit waiting until the beginning of the year. I promised Holly this year I was going to do a better job on the laundry basket. I'm, you know, I can put a jig in any spot, but getting my boxers into that wicker basket just seems to be more than I can handle, man. Right, right. But, hey, I feel like I'm living right. It, you know, if, if the biggest things I need to work on are my aim on the laundry basket, life is good, my man. Life is good. Hey, and she can run it on you because she can do both, right? She, she's quite oh, yeah. herself. Yeah, yeah, she can flip a jig anywhere I can, and she can put it in the laundry basket. So, uh, dude, she, yeah. she, she's better than me in so many ways. I try not to get too bogged down on that. Maybe I should just try to hang with her for 2024. Did it all work out? Yeah, I don't I don't think very many of us deserve the women we're with, honestly, <laughs> Danny. Uh, I agree with that. Well, listen, man, happy new year to you. Happy new year to everybody who joined us for the first podcast of the year and tight lines and bass wishes, Vance. Let's hit it and get, get, get doing something else. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast presented by Sportsman's Warehouse. Also brought to you in part by Pro Charging Systems, makers of the Dual Pro Chargers, TH Marine, Trick Step, Toyota Bonus Bucks, Costa Conserve and Compete, and of course, AnglersChannel.com, your number one tournament bass fishing resource.